Hello, hello, hello. This is Alice Marius, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. I am back with another episode for you all. It is titled, Deepen Your Focus. And the reason for this title is because this weekend I decided to do a little mini getaway. Right now I'm in Sarasota, Florida. And I decided to do that because sometimes with work, life, kids, schedules, things can get a bit hectic at times, for me at least. So when that happens, and I know myself enough to know that when it's, I know myself enough to know when I'm starting to feel burnt out. And once I sense that, that's when I know, okay, it's time to put a lid on it. It's time for me to pause, stop, get away for a few days, relax, and reflect. And so that's what I'm doing this weekend. I spent some time with me. And um, I like doing that because it helps not only to keep me, it not only helps to keep my focus clear, but it also helps me to be a better person, I feel, because I can get a little bit too tense when I'm not, when I'm feeling a bit disarray. So for me, getting away and just relaxing, just me and myself in a hotel room, and just sightseeing, even if it's for 24 hours, it does something to me. It actually helps rejuvenate me. It helps me to relax. So that is why I titled this po- this podcast, Deepen Your Focus, because I just wanted to touch base with you guys on how to do that. And I'm also giving you guys three tips that has worked for me in hopes that it will help you. And that's what I want to share with you all today. Um, the first tip... I wrote down is recognize your issue. And I said, give it a name, whether it's, for example, whether you have anger issues, whether you have talking back issues, whether it's your ego, selfishness, whatever issue you have, you need to first identify it in order for you to fix it. Because if you don't give it a name, then you don't really know what it is that you're fixing. For me, for example, I've said this before in my other podcasts. Um, for those of you who have been listening to me for a while, thank you. I appreciate it. I've said that my issue was anger. Now, is it completely gone? No. But through a lot of meditation a lot of self-reflection, and with the help of therapy, I'm able to control it. And anger no longer controls me. You understand? So I first had to stop and and think to myself, okay, what is it that is making me so frustrated? Why can't I put my thoughts together without, excuse me, why can't I put my thoughts together without being upset about it? Why is it that I'm quick to lash out? So see, when I started asking myself those questions and trying to uh, recognize what it 
is what it was within myself that was causing me to be that way, I I was then able to fix that problem. But if I never named it, if I always blamed it on other people and thought, okay, you know what, it's not me. I must be perfectly fine. It must be them because, you know, they're taking me off. They're starting stuff. When you start to blame others, it doesn't lead you anywhere. But when you stop and put the focus back on you and you recognize what it is that you have, then you're able to fix that. So try to recognize your issue and then start working on fixing it. Second point, give yourself permission to be human. I have um, heard this a lot from one of my favorite podcasters. Um, If you haven't checked out her podcast, it's called My Leak Teal Podcast. The woman is amazing. She has a lot of words of wisdom to give. It's in the career department, but it can be very helpful if you apply some of what she says. Um, And she always says, give yourself permission to be human, which is so true. Um, Don't overdwell. Or don't dwell on your mistakes is what I wrote down. Find ways to figure out, uh, forgive yourself and move on. For example, some of the reasons, some of the things that I do to give myself permission to just be human for, a, you know, a day or be human for a month or be human for that moment, <clears throat> I forgive myself by, again, recognizing that I'm not perfect and that mistakes will happen. But then I find ways to, whether I'm journaling or whether it's through therapy or whether I'm practicing gratitude or saying I'm sorry, um, find ways that works for you. Um, this may be hard for many people, but it is doable. We have we sometimes put so much pressure on ourselves to get things right, get it perfect. I myself have can be guilty of having this perfectionist syndrome sometimes where I want things done a certain way. It has to be that way. Then I find myself driving myself crazy. Then I have to stop and realize, okay, if I did something wrong, I must first acknowledge it, apologize, forgive myself, and then move on and not to dwell on it. And also, I have to allow myself to make mistakes in order to learn because that is how we learn best by allowing ourselves to be okay with making those mistakes we can then learn to be better human beings so don't be so hard on yourself and give yourself permission to be human third point continue to grow now by growth i mean continue to work on your self-development, continue to find ways to incorporate things into your life that will help you to be a better person. Now, for most of us, growth is painful and it's hard. And of course, the growing process takes work, but it's definitely necessary. And you don't want to remain stagnant. You don't want to remain stuck. You don't want to feel like, oh, woe is me. You know, find ways to motivate yourself and exercise your mind. For example, pick up a book, learn a new trade. Like, for example, the other day, I, I'm i always, you know, looking forward to trying to learn. And I'm, when I was in school, I, like I said in some of my podcasts before, 
I love school, and I was always that girl that tried to get all the A's, and um, I was a bit competitive. I'm still competitive, very competitive when it comes to my grade, trying to seek out who's the, who's the smartest person in the class and trying to compete with them because I like to learn. I like learning new things, so I found myself signing up for this Corsica class where it's uh, personal and fi- family finances um, simply because I want to get better at um, managing my finances. And so I signed up for that course in order to learn more, in order not to make excuse, and in order to grow. Now, I haven't started it, but I have signed up for it. So I'm definitely looking forward to that new challenge. Um, also, you can learn a new language. Rosetta Stones is a good uh, application for that. Travel, if you have the opportunity to travel, if you can. Traveling, for me, I love it because that's a whole lesson plan in itself. Traveling, for me, it gets you out of your element and it, it forces me to uh, learn new things and learn about different cultures and about different people and it widens my perspective on things, on world issues. And, for example, I remember traveling to St. Thomas and with my husband and I for our anniversary, I think. We we used to normally do a cruise every year for our anniversary. We started doing that like three, four years ago. We recently stopped doing it just to save a little bit more, but we used to go on cruises as a way to celebrate our, our anniversary. And I remember uh, us stopping at St. Thomas and just watching the people and just seeing, you know, the way they talk and just asking questions about the the, the place. Um, it was just so intriguing to us. And just learning something new or learning about a new culture that is definitely another form of education because you're learning what you, you're getting out of those, you know, books that you're reading about the world and just, you're actually in it. And so it becomes more tangible and then you start to learn things for yourself and applying things. And it just makes the world for me a lot more clear. And there's so much experience when you, um, travel Either when if you're in the U.S. or if you're traveling abroad, it just definitely will help to um, elevate your growth in that area. And also, another way to deepen your focus. I mean, we can also add to that um, meditation. That's what I do. I meditate a lot. Um, I practice yoga. I'm just very big on keeping myself focused. I'm very... I make it a priority to be in tune with myself. I make it a priority to put me first. And not to get off topic, but for example, this week at work, it was a little bit hectic and a lot of things were going on. And in the midst of all that chaos, I found myself saying, no, I'm not going to let, you know, the, I'm not going to let what's going on right now affect me. And I remember just, I would leave for a few seconds, go outside, take deep breaths, come back in. And it wasn't anything crazy, but it's just like sometimes when work gets a little hectic and everybody's 
feelings are in it and people are going a little crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not going to allow myself to be dragged in that atmosphere. I'm not going to allow myself to take anything personally. I'm not going to allow myself to feel like I need to participate in the chaos. And it was big for me because I recognized that and I was like, wow, you know, I was proud of myself for not diving in. And another thing that I'm realizing that I'm doing is that I'm giving people back their issues. Meaning, when someone comes to me and it's something that they can fix, it's something that they need to learn. Not to say I don't help them, but if they're trying to put that issue on me, I'm like, nope, here you go. You can have it back. I don't want it. You know, I'm not going to let somebody put their load on me and make me feel like that I need to carry it. And that's one thing I told myself this year. I've been doing, I think since like the end of last year, I was like, no, I'm going to start learning how to give people back their problems. Because sometimes you know how somebody can have a problem and or, or issue and they feel like you should have it too. But, but in reality, it's their issue and they need to fix it. But they want you to feel how they feel. You know how they say misery loves company. So they're trying to put that little back on you. So it's, it's important that you learn how to put that back on them. It's like, you know what? I, I mean, I'm here for you. If you need me, I got your back. But I need you to learn how to take care of your own issue. So here you go. You know? Last point. I don't endorse team no sleep. Okay? I I mean, I, I see sometimes on social media, people put, you know, hashtag team no sleep, hashtag they're, you know, they're hustling, hashtag they're grinding. I mean, that's all good and gravy, but the team, team no sleep, that, I don't think most people realize that your sleep is so important to doing everything that you're doing without the proper sleep, without your brain resting, you're not going to be able to function as good as you would like to. You're not going to be able to function as well as you would like to because it's important that our bodies, as functioning adults, it's important that we get at least eight to nine hours of sleep or more. At least for me, it's important that I get at least eight to nine hours of sleep. I remember when I was younger, I would sleep all the time. um, And my my family couldn't understand why I was always sleeping, you know, and I didn't know why I was always sleeping, but I would sleep a lot. I would like not even try to go out. I would stay at home and sleep and sleep. And then come to find, I mean, sometimes I remember one time my dad getting all mad at me because he's like, all you do is sleep. All you... And I wasn't a lazy kid. I would get my work done, my house chores done. I would do what I would have to do. I wouldn't sleep in class, but I would always sleep a lot at home. And then come to find out, when I got a little older and I was able to visit the doctor, um, the reason for that was because I was anemic. But I didn't know at that time, and then my parents didn't know either, so they were always wondering, why is Alice always sleeping? But now, as a parent with two little kids, I value my sleep so much more because my kids, I'm not speaking for everybody's kids, but... For me, my kids, if I don't, if I don't sleep, and I can't function around them because they're my kids are always on a hundred. They're always hyper. They always, mommy, want to play with me? Mommy, please play with me. They always want to have fun. So I need to like. That's why exercise. 
I haven't been exercising lately and I can feel the effects of it. So I'm just like, okay, I told myself this weekend, part of deepening my focus, I need to get back on this workout regimen because I find myself like slacking and I don't want that. So besides exercising, I need my sleep because when you're running after a four-year-old and an eight-year-old who is so quick, he's always thinking his mind goes 100 miles per hour. He has a million questions and these answers right away. You need to be able to function properly. And I'm so grateful and blessed to have a family that is so supportive where they allow, where I can, you know, take some time out for myself like I'm doing right now. Um, You know, sitting up in this hotel room and just, it's just me and my thoughts and my journal and I'm writing. And I'm just so appreciative of my family, especially my husband my sister, my mom, who's always there for me whenever I need them. And I thank God for them because without them, I don't think I would be able to be as effective and to be so in tune with who I am without the help of them, you know. Um, and my husband, when, I, when I'm telling him, babe, it's getting to that point where I need to get away, and he's so supportive of it, um, he goes ahead and just like, he books me a rental. He books me in the hotel room, and he's like, okay, do your thing. And I'm like, wow, you know, I appreciate that so much. And it goes to show how far we've come. You know, we we were teenage lovers. We've grown together over the years, and it's just so awesome to have that support from him. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. But, yeah, back to team, no sleep. It's important, you guys, to sleep, okay? Don't fall into the social media or the world's view on you have to always be on 24 hours working, working, working. Without sleep, your body will not be able to function properly. So make sure you're getting your sleep in. Make sure you're making time to sleep. Um, there's this app that I, that my phone, I have an iPhone. I believe it's the 5, iPhone 5 I have. Oh, I'm sorry, I have the iPhone 6. And there is an app on there that times... It's like it's called a bedtime app where you're able to click on it and it times if you put in your sleep time and the time you want to wake up, it tells you how many hours of sleep you're getting, you know. So, for example, from eight to like or from nine to six, it's probably about what, six, seven hours. Um, So it times, let's see, eight, nine, ten, look, twelve. Probably nine hours of sleep, so yeah. So I use that app all the time before I go to bed, so it shows me, you know, how many hours of sleep that I'm getting. So that's one way. Um, and so that's all I had for you guys today. And also, I want to make mention there is this app that I've been using this week because I have had this crazy addiction. With my phone or a crazy relationship with my phone. And I was like, okay, you know what? I recognize the issue. Back to point one that I that I made earlier. I recognize that, hey, I was spending too much time on my phone. And I think I came to the epiphany when I sat around one day. Actually, it was earlier this week. I sat around in my living room and I looked around and I saw my son was on his iPad. My husband is on the phone next to him. My mom... 66 years old she's like in love with her phone and she's in love with youtube 
So she is on her phone. My daughter is on the computer at four. She knows how to use the computer. And I'm on my phone. I realize, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Why are we all? I call it the neck down syndrome. Why do we all have the neck down syndrome? All of us are on our phones. And I was like, something's not right here. Because it's so, being on the phone all the time and on electronics, it's so easy to get disconnected from everybody. And I told myself right there and then, okay. And then I, and then I also had this crazy thing with always being on social media, especially Instagram. I told you guys before, Instagram, I'm always on there. My new love, my new favorite app now is Snapchat. I, I, I'm getting into that, but Instagram for me is what I'm always on all the time. And then so I was like, okay, you know what? If I'm doing, if I'm on social media three, four hours of the day, then I know that there's something that I'm not doing. Either I'm not focusing on myself enough, I'm not reading enough, I'm not I'm not spending time enough, you know, praying or whatever. I'm not focusing on God enough. So if I'm on there all the time, then I know that I'm lacking in other areas. So when I had that epiphany, I was like, okay, what can I do to monitor? Because it's not like I'm going to get off of it cold turkey, but I wanted to monitor my behavior. So I downloaded this app that I heard from a podcast called Moment. I downloaded the Moment app. So what this app does, it actually monitors how long you're on your phone. It monitors your pickups. Uh, Moment, M-O-M-E-N-T. Yes, that's the name of the app. And it uh, gives you a report of how long you've been on your phone, the amount of minutes you spend on each app, the amount of minutes you spend with your phone on the home screen, and also um, it tells you how many times you pick up your phone. So from the minute you pick up your phone to the minute you put it down, it monitors that throughout the day. But the trick is that I found, and I was like, it was a hit and miss for me because I didn't know how to use it really well. So I think some of the the pro, the uh, report that it had on there was probably a little bit off, but I was averaging about two hours per day on my phone. Today was like five hours because I simply had to, I was using my um, map, my GPS to get to my location. Um, so I, I think that factors that in too. So it shows that. But it was an awesome way for me to like stay off social media. And I found myself not being on social media for like three or four days. And I was like, wow, what a difference it makes.